Hey everybody, welcome back to Water and Sage for Christ podcast. I've got another one here. Another thought I've had, something else I was thinking about, and I wanted to bring to y'all and just talk about it a little bit. You know, it's call it you know free from sin. You know how do how do we get free from sin? You know we are all guilty of sin. We all fall, fall short of the glory of God every day. Do you know, however, God gives us a way out. He gives us a way to be free from our sins. You know, look at Jacob in the book of, of Genesis. Look at how he sinned against his brother Esau and their father Isaac. Now, doing this, he also sinned against God. You know, we see how Jacob cheated his brother out of his birthright and how he deceived Esau and Isaac and received the blessing of Isaac. You know, these things were were meant to be for the firstborn, which was Esau. But we see how Jacob cheated and deceived to get what truly belonged to his brother. So Esau had planned to, to murder Jacob, but Jacob's mother, Rebecca, sent him away to her brother, Laban. So, you know, with that, you, you see how, how with that, Jacob sinned in that, that situation. He brought sin on himself. He brought sin in, into his life, which prior to that, you know, he he was a manipulator, if, if you might say, you know, in those, those things and the way he did them. You know, he went about the things. So with that, he, he brought the sin into his life. You know, he had the, the pulling of the evil you know, of the sin that was, was on him, that he, he brought in. So Jacob, you know, he, he goes on and goes to where his, his uncle Laban is, you know, to get away from his brother Esau. And Laban had two daughters, Leah and, and Rachel. And Jacob fell in love with, with Rachel, which was the, the youngest of um, Laban's daughters. So Laban and Jacob, they came up to an agreement that Jacob was to work for him for seven years to get his, his daughter, Rebecca, I mean, excuse me, daughter, Rachel, excuse me. So he worked seven years for his uncle. And after those seven years, you see with this, how Laban came in and deceived Jacob in this. He gave him the the firstborn daughter, which was Leah. You know, that was kind of in a way, if you want to look at it, the way I see it is basically Jacob's sins coming back on him. You know, some people call it karma. I don't I don't believe in karma per se. You know, it's God's gonna repay you for the things that you've done. He's gonna he's gonna in a way make you pay here on earth for the things that you've done. You know, and we're going to have to answer for him in the end, the day we stand before Jesus, you know, in the judgment seat. So, so it's not so much karma. It's, it's God, you know, showing us where we messed up our mistakes with the sins, you know, and, and showing us, bringing us into the sins, you know, and somebody else basically using those sins in the same, basically the same way. You know we're, we're we're paying in a way for our sins, but also I look 
at how God, even though Jacob sinned in these times, you know, how God was still with him through it all. You know, God never left him, really. He was he was with him, but he was like, you know, you did these things. You sinned. You deceived. You, you, you sinned against me. You just sinned against your brother and your father. You know, this is happening for a reason because of what you did. You know, and with this also, with Laban and Jacob, you know, Laban, he... He basically kept Jacob in in bondage for these years. So they had a marriage festival per se for for Jacob and Rachel. But that night Laban brought Leah to to Jacob. And and that, that day and time, you know, the the women were veiled, they were covered, so during that night he did not know that this was not was not Rachel. The next morning he realizes, you know, this is not the the woman that I love. This is not the woman that we had at our agreement for. You know, is this is not Rachel, this is not to be my wife. But yet he was married to this woman. So you see how Laban deceived and use Jacob in this. So when when Jacob brought this to Laban's attention, he came. Laban told him, said, "Well, it's not our custom in this country to to give the secondborn, the younger daughter, to be married before the the older." But to me, I see that as he wasn't being totally honest with Jacob because when they made the agreement if that was the case I feel like Laban should have and would have come out and told Jacob that this is our custom that the older is married first and that's the way things should have been so they came to another agreement for Jacob to be able to get the woman that he loved which was Rachel he had to work another seven years for Laban so with that he worked another seven years he finally got the woman that he wanted to be married to. Plus, Laban used him to build his wealth and his prestige and his name in the in the area and, and build up his his stock, you know, his his flocks. At that time, you know, that was that was a form of wealth having, you know, the flocks and and things like that. So with that we see how basically you know Jacob sins where he sinned against his father and against his brother Esau how those sins came back to him and that happens to us today you know it's I've seen it a lot in in my life and in others you know you you do something to someone else you 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 make a mistake you know, and you may harm someone else or you may, may take away from someone else or deceive someone else or something like that, eventually you'll see that turn around and come back to you. It may not be immediately, it may be years down the road, but eventually those things will come back to you. And that's, that's what we see here with this. 
So, you know, we see in Genesis 31, verse 3, you know, God tells Jacob, leave this area. Go back to your homeland. Go back to your family. God's calling Jacob to, to come out of that, come out of his sin, come out of his bondage, and go back home, go back to a safer place. You know, and, and I see that as when Jesus calls us to come out of our sins, to, to come to him and ask for forgiveness of our sins and, and go to him and accept him as our Lord and Savior, you know, that's, that's the same thing that's happening here. You know, we see that, that Jesus is calling us to safety, to our home, you know, and you look at it at when it comes our time and, you know, by our time, I mean, when we stand before Jesus, you know, the judgment seat of Christ, you know, we're coming, we're promised, you know, the promised land. We're promised, you know, our place in heaven. So, you know, we see the, I hope you see the correlation and what the point I'm trying to get across here with this is, is basically this is the same thing that in a way that God's doing with Jacob. He's, he's telling him, leave this area you know you're in bondage you're you're in sin and i'm trying to pull you out of these sins and for you to go home to where where you came from where you should be where you would be in safety so with that we see again i want to emphasize you know that that god has been with jacob this entire time so we continue on and we see that again God continues to be with Jacob through these times we see where Jacob packed up his family and all his belonging belongings and and left the area you know and and he went, a, went away so we see that he gets away from his father-in-law but his father-in-law comes after him. And in verse 24, we see the start of that. We see that that he, he leaves, and we see where Laban, after seven days, he comes, he finds, he finds Jacob and his daughters and his, the grandkids. He confronts Jacob. And, you know, Jacob's, at that time, he's still, still not real, real confident, you know, God's given him more strength, I believe. He's given him, given more, more confidence, more strength to, to stand up and, and break the bonds that Laban's got on him, but he just ain't there yet. I mean, he just ain't got it, got there quite yet. So, and we see in this also that, Jacob's wife, Rachel, has taken her father's household gods, you know, which they were little trinket type things made of gold, silver, you know, and they were of value to him. And and I see this the way I read it. Yeah, his daughters and grandkids were, were important to Laban, but to me it looks like the more material things, the, the gods that he's looking for was more important to him than anything so we continue on and 
and Laban searches for those those gods and he doesn't find them. So there's a confrontation between Jacob and and Laban, you know, and you see in verses 36 through 42 where Jacob finally finally has the strength that God gave him finally the strength to to come up and break those bonds that Laban's got on him, that he finally breaks loose from those sins and that bondage that, that's there. You know, he's, he's finally free of his sins and finally free of that bondage that Laban has on him. And, you know, I look at it today that we all have those things in our life that are, it may not necessarily be a person, it may be something in our life that's got us in bondage. You know, we're, we're bound up by something. You know, we're bound up. And, I, you know, I, in my last podcast, I think I, I touched on, you know, the drug abuse and the alcohol. You know, and, and some of us have that problem. You know, some people have, they have the bondage of the, the drug abuse, the alcohol abuse, you know, the porn addiction, you know, the, the things like that. You know, people have those. But the thing about it is, God will give you, Jesus will give you the power to break those bonds, just like you see how how God did it for, for Jacob here. Jacob, or God finally gave Jacob the strength he needed to break those bonds, to get away from those sins, get away from that power of those sins and the, the, the bondage that his father-in-law had him in for those 20 years that he, he worked for him to get his daughters and to help him build build his wealth up so we see in those verses you know that 36 through 42 where where finally finally you know Jacob stands up to to Laban and breaks that bond you know breaks you know where that bondage is he breaks that finally the strength of God that God gave him he finally breaks the that bond and and moves away from that bondage of that sin and the bondage that that Laban had him in. And today, I want you to think about that. That if you're in a in bondage like that, be it by, you know, being held down by a person, not necessarily physically by a person, but you feel like you're being being held down as far as controlled by somebody, or you're controlled by a drug, you're controlled by alcohol, you're controlled by by you know, violence, you're controlled by you know pornography anything like that if you're controlled by those things you can break those bonds jesus will give you the strength to break those bonds just like god gave it to jacob you've just got to to you know dig down and 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 take it you know god will talk to you he'll tell you you know he'll he'll bring you he'll pull you out of it he'll you'll hear him you'll you'll feel him you'll feel god pulling you he'll pull you out of those situations he'll give you the strength if you'll just listen to him, if you'll just listen and let him pull you and bring you out of those situations and give you the strength that you need, you know, and through that, with that, Jesus gives us the strength to do that. Jesus is our protector. He'll bring us out of any bondage that we're in. You know, and I look at also how Jacob and Laban finally came to an agreement. You know, they, they built the the pillar, pillar of rocks and the heap of rocks there, you know, to, to kind of separate them there. And, and I see that as, 
a protection between the two. You know, that's to keep them away from each other. And it's, and you think about that today, how Jesus does that for us. You know, Jesus, you know, he covers us in his protection. He's our protector. You know, he's He's everything to us. He, he will protect us from anything that, that is thrown at us, that comes at us, that has has got control of us. We've just got to, when he calls to us, we've just got to, you know, come to him and, and let him take control, let him do the things that he has power to do, which his power is almighty power. He can can, can control and do anything that we need him to and want him to. So I asked you today, you know, this just listen to God, just, just give your life to Jesus. Let Jesus take control of your life. Let him take over your life. Let him pull you out of your bondage, pull you away from your sins. You know, take Jesus into your heart. Bring him into your heart. Ask him to come into your heart. You know, give him your life. Let him take control of your life. You know, because one day he's going to quit pulling. He's going to quit calling. He's going to quit knocking at the door of your heart and because if you continue to just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper into these sins and this bondage, you know, he's finally going to just give you over to that and let you say, well, I've tried, you know, and he don't like giving up, but there's a point, you know, that he finally says that's enough and, and gives you over to that, you know, and, and I think about that in the book of Exodus. I mean, not Exodus, excuse me, Ephesians, you know, where it talks about, you know, there when they were so far away from God, you know, and they had went off into the, the women, you know, having relations with other women, the men having other relations, you know, relations with other men, you know, and, and they, God gave them over to that because they were so far and so deep into that they were not listening to his word they were not coming to him they would have turned completely away turned their back on jesus and walked away from him so that's what i'm talking about how jesus will get to a point where he will let you over give you over to those sins that you're in those situations that you're in he'll quit knocking knocking on your heart and ask you to to let him in so today i asked you if God's knocking on your heart, if Jesus is asking to get into your heart as your Lord and Savior, don't push him away. Let him come in. Let him take over. Accept him. Accept the gift that he's given you. You know, give it all to him. Tell him, I'm sorry. You know, I'll need you. I want you. Come into my heart. Please, you know, take over my life. Forgive me for my sins. Repent and turn away from your sins. That's that's what repent means repent means to turn away from turn away from your sins your old ways so i'm asking you today if if that's your situation please if god is calling you listen open the door to him and let him in so with that i want to close and i want to thank you for listening i love you all i'm praying for you all and i hope that y'all come back and listen and thank you for listening to this podcast And y'all have a good night and love y'all all and thank you.